Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Four Verticals Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice Phipps. This week's episode is being recorded October 28th, 2020. With introductions out the way, let's get directly into the sports news. I would like to start off this podcast by congratulating the Los Angeles Dodgers on winning the World Series. Uh, they and the Tampa Bay Rays, they played an excellent series, which was engaging the entirety throughout, especially Game 5 with the antics that happened at the end of the game. Um, that truly was what every championship series or championship game should look like when the two best teams uh, face each other. I was thoroughly entertained by someone, by me. I'm not even a baseball fan, and I found incredible amounts of enjoyment in that series. So I would just like to extend my uh, my congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers. The World Series MVP is Corey Seager. Again, he was phenomenal throughout the postseason, um, especially during this World Series, which is why he earned the World Series MVP. I think the World Series MVP could have gone to a couple candidates on the Dodgers, but glad that Corey Seager got it. Away from the positivity a slight bit, there was a slight controversy after the game. Justin Turner, pitcher for the L.A. Dodgers, was pulled out of the game due to him testing positive for COVID-19. After the Dodgers won, he could be seen celebrated on the field with the Dodgers players. At security, after security realized that he was on the field, uh, he, was asked, he was asked to leave, and he refused to leave. He eventually did leave the field. Uh, I, I understand where Turner is coming from, and he wants to celebrate with his team, but we are still in the middle of a pandemic, and his actions could have possibly jeopardized the safety of his team and of the staff of the, the opposing team. And so I don't believe that his actions were, I, I, I understand his actions, but I don't believe his actions were correct. Uh, I believe he should have followed the guidelines set by the MLB after his positive COVID test. But unfortunately, what is done is done. And I hope that Justin Turner and the Dodgers and the Rays and everybody in that building at the time um, stays safe and stays healthy. On the more controversy, Kevin Cash pulled Blake Snell in the sixth, which immediately led to the Dodgers scoring a run. Um, I saw on television that a discussion being had was that baseball is becoming too analytical. I personally agree with the I don't agree with the pulling. I think Blake Snell was doing an amazing job in that game. But, I mean, I'm not out there. I'm not making the decisions. Uh, I do believe that sports in general has become very analytical. Um, we saw uh, just a few weeks ago um, in, in a football game, I don't exactly remember who was playing, but uh, the team, I believe it was the Vikings and Seahawks now that I remember. Uh, the Vikings went for a fourth down conversion, which would have sealed the game. Instead, instead of going for a, a safe field goal, they proceeded to not get the fourth down conversion, and the Seahawks turned around and scored the game-winning touchdown. Um, 
you know, stuff like that, going by the numbers, I believe that in most cases the numbers can lie, especially in sports, especially in these professional sports because everyone is trained at such a high level and they're really is no guarantees ever so are sports becoming too analytical maybe maybe not i am of the belief that they somewhat are getting away from baseball and on to ufc ufc 254 happened over the weekend as khabib beat justin gaethje via triangle choke in the second round he then proceeded to retire after the fight um, stating that his mother did not want him to to fight anymore without his father at his side. Uh, his father had recently passed. I, I did watch the fight. I was thoroughly impressed by Khabib's handling of Justin Gaethje, um, just like he's handled the that entire division ever since his debut into the UFC. Um, Khabib's, Khabib is an amazing athlete. Um, I wish him nothing but the best in his retirement, and I hope that he spends that quality time with his mother that he was talking about. Continuing on to that, Khabib actually competed with a broken foot that was not disclosed to Dana White in the UFC until after the fight. So that just shows, that just speaks to Khabib's, Khabib's just dominance over the sport. Um, sad to see such a great athlete leave so soon. I definitely think he could have, he had five, six, seven, up to ten more fights in him before he truly uh, got, would, got maybe maybe was fatigued out of the sport. But uh, Khabib Khabib is gonna be one that we miss for for a while. Away from the UFC and onto NFL news. A few days ago, Stefan Gilmore popped up in trade rumors, and Twitter and the internet decided to pick some potential landing spots. Some landing spots that I saw were the the Chiefs, uh, the Seahawks, and the Ravens. All of three, which I, if I were in that Patriots front office, I personally wouldn't trade. Stefan Gilmore to any one of those teams if he is on the trade block. Um, you got to think about it. If you give the Seahawks any the Seahawks any semblance of a good defense, I don't believe that they'll – I believe that they will truly be the best team in the league. We'll get more into that later. Um, same thing with the Chiefs. The main thing with the Chiefs has been their uh, subpar defense, which actually has been performing – quite a bit better than last season. But if you give Stefan Gilmore to the Chiefs, then I don't I don't see any team beating them. Just the effort that he brings and he puts on defense and the leadership and the knowledge that he has being a former defensive player of the year. I don't think that the Patriots would one subject the league to that and I don't think that they would be so boneheaded as to make a mistake like that. Same thing with the Ravens. The Ravens already have a killer defense with two amazing corners in Marla Humphrey and Marcus Peters. Uh, I don't see the Ravens pursuing Stephon Gilmore in a trade, but 
Who knows? On some more NFL news, the Steelers remain undefeated after a missed Goskowski field goal that would have sent them to overtime. Um, Goskowski has struggled immensely this season. Um, I believe it be- this this all began last season when I believe towards the end of the season he started to struggle a little bit. Um, my question is where do the where do the Titans go from here? Um, I believe that Goskowski eventually will be in the Hall of Fame for, you know, his tenure in uh, New England. However, I don't think that the Titans can continue to play at a high level with Goskowski missing as many kicks as he has. Um, I believe the, the stat was from 50 yards or more this season, Goskowski has been perfect 5 of 5, but from 50 yards in, from 49 yards inward, he's been 5 of 11, which, I mean, is – borderline unacceptable you know you can't you 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 have essentially one job as a kicker and that's to make the kicks and if you can't make the kicks well you have no reason to have a roster spot uh, maybe cold-blooded but that's just the reality of the situation uh, I do believe that Goskowski will eventually get it get it together and get into shape and be the Goskowski that we know he has been and that he has been in the past. But if it continues like this, I believe that the Titans are going to have to cut him and find a new kicker. The Steelers are still undefeated. They're 6-0 and through the season. And at this point, I believe we have to talk about the Steelers when we talk about the best team in the league. Um, the offense has really shown up behind uh, ben Roethlisberger, you know they have their uh, their young receiving core, and Juju, and Deontay, and and Chase Claypool. Uh, they've they've showed up. They've all showed up big time. Um, big Ben's return has been nothing more than nothing less than spectacular for the Steelers coming onto a six and zero start, and their defense has just been incredible thus far, uh, even with the unfortunate injury to Devin Bush they've still kept 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 things in stride and they've still made made plays you know at this point in the season you know we we see who is and who isn't truly talented in this who what what teams are truly are and truly are not talented in this uh in this league at this point and I believe at this point in the season, the Steelers are the best team in the league. Going on to more football news, the Bears get shut down on Monday Night Football against the Rams. I didn't, I didn't expect much from the Bears, especially against this Rams defense. You know, the quarterback woes of the of the Bears. I'm sorry, have been the number one talking point of the season. And at this point, it's just beating a dead horse. We know the Bears have, uh, we know the Bears have Trubisky and Nick Foles. We know the Bears benched uh, Trubisky for Nick Foles. And we know that after that move, they've been continuing to win, although it has not been because of Foles. It's more so been because of the defense. Hopefully, the Bears can figure out their quarterback situation because 
I would really I really would like to see this Bears team make a, a deep playoff run sooner than later. Um but I I don't know any team that can win without uh at least a competent starting level quarterback. The Seahawks and the Cardinals faced off in a thriller on Sunday in which a game-winning touchdown by D.K. Metcalf was called back due to a holding call on David Moore. Russell Wilson then proceeded to throw an interception on the next play, and the Cardinals would go on to win the game 37-34 to in overtime. Um, Russell Wilson threw, I believe, three interceptions in that game. Uh, he didn't necessarily look at his best because of those three interceptions, Despite that, I still do believe that the Seattle Seahawks are the best team in the NFC. Um, it's all going to come down to can their defense step up when needed to because the Seahawks put 34 points on the board. At some point, you have to you have to shut, shut the other team down as a defense. You can't keep allowing uh, your offense to get outscored, especially when they're putting up point totals like this. Hopefully the the Seahawks defense can get their act together because I would love to see Russell Wilson in another Super Bowl, and I do believe that is the trajectory they are headed. The Buccaneers have also found their stride. Um, they beat the Raiders 45-20 to on Sunday. Tom Brady has looked absolutely incredible in these last few games. So has the Buccaneers defense. Um, if they continue to play at a rate if, at this rate, I do believe we'll be seeing Seahawks versus Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game. Uh, other than that, they they signed Antonio Brown. I don't I believe that he will be eligible to play um, during Week Nine, which is fantastic for them because Chris Godwin suffered a broken finger. And so he will be there to supplement that the offense with Chris Godwin out. Some key matchups for next week are Steelers at Ravens, 49ers at Seahawks, Patriots at Bills, and Cowboys at Eagles. The Cowboys at Eagles will be the one that I will particularly pay attention to just because of the NFC East situation. Even though the Eagles are first in the NFC East, Truly, anyone could take the NFC East because of the the poor records in the division. So I will be paying uh, very, very close attention to that game. Away from the NFL, on to NBA news. Uh, There have been rumors of a potential December 22nd start for the NBA. Um, I personally believe that the NBA won't start any games until uh, January of 2021 but you never know Uh, with the COVID concerns still not completely settled yet I I do do think that a bubble is out of the question for the entirety of a season Um, I think the bubble concept was wonderful for the three months that they the three months that it was implemented but for an entire season, I don't know how that would work, and I, I actually don't think that it would work. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see 
what Adam Silver says on a potential NBA start date. Until then, we'll keep we'll keep speculating. Uh, this is just in today. Daryl Morey, formerly of the Houston Rockets, is to sign with the 76ers for a five-year deal. He's to be the head of all basketball operations. Um, a very odd choice by the 76ers, um, seeing as Murray has spent his tenure with the likes of a James Harden, that in which the 76ers do not have. Um, this is an interesting move for the 76ers who are in sort of a limbo. Uh, they're not good enough to be true contenders, but they're not bad enough to have a lottery pick yet, and so they're just stuck in the middle. Uh, they're a perennial sixth, fifth seed, something of that sort. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what the 76ers do this this upcoming season with uh, with the addition of Daryl Morey to their to their front office. Another NBA news: the Utah Jazz have just been sold for 1.6 billion dollars. Um, yes, that's billion with a B. Uh, this really came out of nowhere. I wasn't. Exp- I actually did not know that the Utah Jazz were uh, up for sale, as if I could buy them. Um, yeah, this this comes out of nowhere. Um, I hope that this doesn't interfere with the Utah Jazz's basketball operations too much. Uh, we've seen from time to time that owners can be a little too hands-on or a little too hands-off uh, when it comes to the the talent. And that's not just in the NBA. That's in any sport. I'm looking at you, Jerry Jones. <laughs> and that is all the news that I have today for you. So that this is the end of the Four Verticals podcast. Uh, if you would like to if you would like to stay updated for more up for more updates in the future, Please follow Four Vert Podcast on Twitter. That is F O U R V E R T Podcast. Again, that is F O U R V E R T Podcast. And with that, I've been your host, Maurice Phipps. Thank you for listening.